have you ever just been totally and utterly mentally drained and thought damn i could really go for something sugary or savory or just you know the trend which is food i could really go for some food right now and so you order something from wherever and you eat it and then you're a bit disappointed because you just spent like a tenner on something that's kind of lackluster I have been in that trap so many times that I have completely given up on just splurging money on dodgy kebabs though I will indulge every now and then when I'm in a better mood because food is best enjoyed whilst feeling good but when I'm not in those good moods I try not to spend my money on kebabs and chicken wings and stuff most of the time instead I have now begun cooking myself and if you know me you've known that I've been doing this quite a lot since the lockdown happened but I've been doing it before that as well I've been pretty well known in my area for my cookies. Not always for just them being cookies, sometimes for other purposes, but the common knowledge is that my cookies are pretty solid cookies. And I owe that completely to a certain J. Kenji Lopez Hall. He is a food scientist, I'd say. A chef, a father, he's a lovely bloke. He's got a YouTube channel, I recommend watching it. And he makes these videos and he writes blogs and recipes online for everyone to use. It's wonderful public access information, my favourite type of information. And a lot of the particular interests of mine from him are his tips on how to make something work. Because he explains it using science. And as someone who has at least one GCSE in science, I do know my way around the sciences. So there's this man, Jake Angel Lopez, and about three years ago, here's me messing about in the kitchen. And I think to myself, I crave cookies. So I start experimenting with bakery. At this point, I hadn't baked for several years, you know. I made like a, a certain type of cake when I was about 11. And it went so poorly that I never baked again for years. And I finally came back to the cookies. And I tried to make these cookies using some generic BBC recipe. It was an alright recipe. I just kind of messed up the ratios of ingredients. And I made these cookies and they were kind of awful. I won't lie. They just kind of spread out. They were crunchy. I know some people like crunchy cookies, but these were crunchy in the worst way possible. It was crunchy like you were eating, um, I wouldn't say a rock, more like a rock disintegrated into smaller parts. It was like you were eating a mouthful of sand and the chocolate was kind of cheap and awful because it got burnt and the butter was all greasy because it separated out from the heat and I was devastated because I had spent so much time trying to tickle that craving and it got ruined so I kind of left those cookies they went stale we threw them out big sad but unlike last time I decided hey you know what let me give it another shot I didn't give it another shot for a while until I came across this particular recipe online a user on some social media I forget the name of posted a picture of these wonderful looking cookies and I checked the comments to see, you know, if there was a recipe because, you know, I like finding myself a good recipe, even if it's just out of curiosity. I don't cook half the recipes I come across. And they gave me a link to a website called Serious Eats. And Serious Eats had this recipe for this cookie. It was a cookie that I saw in that picture, you know, their own version, obviously. So I look at it, I read it through and I come across a few secrets that a lot of bakers use but not the common house chef uses or house baker, whatever it's called, I don't know tweaker, let's call it a house tweaker and 
one of those steps was browning butter, another one was using cornstarch to get that chew, whilst using baking soda to get that cakey feeling that you get in the center of the cookie, but it's not overwhelmingly cakey. I just read through this recipe and I had to give it a go. I had all the ingredients at home, gave it a shot, made these cookies, and I realized what my entire life was missing up until that point, you know. I realized, damn, baking is kind of fun when it goes right. So three years ago, I baked my first thing that I can confidently say was a success. Of course, I'd baked beforehand in like school and whatnot, making a few simple breads and stuff. But three years ago is when I'd say was my definitive start in baking. And over that time, I took that recipe and kind of made it my own. I added my own little tweaks and twists and things as I learned how baking functioned. I learned what each ingredient did. So learning what those did allowed me to adapt and overcome those different faults. Not always faults, but things that I preferred other ways you know not everyone likes an overly chewy cookie and not everyone likes an overly crunchy cookie I found that my ideal cookie was something that was not massive because I think quality is best condensed I found that my type of cookie would be something that had a nice crisp exterior but maintained the inside being a somewhat chewy without being overly cakey and over those three years I've come across a recipe that I use today and this recipe has been tried by many many different people because I'm very big on sharing baked goods I don't actually like cookies that much myself I prefer kind of just baking them for everyone else because that's where I get my joy from being some sort of Samaritan with baked goods uh, not really Samaritan more like a drug dealer but instead of drugs it is baked goods it's very enjoyable so that's what I started doing. Three years ago, I came across this recipe, and uh, I'd say about one year ago, I finally perfected it. I made a recipe that I could call my own. Well, because of that one little article a long, long time ago. Now, this was probably the longest intro to an episode I've ever done, but you probably get the idea now. This episode is about bakery and how much I love it. And it's going to be the first of many, because I'm going to talk about specific bakings and foods and things and whatnot because i realize now that my niche is oftentimes just cooking and baking if you follow me on instagram or snapchat you might see that i post a lot of pictures of bacon of cooking of just food in general that i've made because i take great pride in just sitting down not sitting down standing up and whizzing something up if i get hungry i don't even you know go to the drawers for food anymore sometimes i do open the pantry and see what's in there but most of the time i'll make it myself so why do we bake for me it was something more like a learning experience i didn't really start baking for any particular reason i guess if i had to choose one it would be boredom i was so bored that i decided hey you know what i'm gonna start baking and i'm gonna start baking a lot it started with that cookie recipe and then i developed that further and further i started moving on to other things more recently more recently being like two one year ago I started doing things like making certain types of breads, certain types of, you know, uh, cakes, cheesecakes. There's this lovely recipe for a Bath County cheesecake that I found online. And I haven't had the chance to bake it again because cream cheese is so, so expensive, man. Like, I love cheesecake, but I think I continue buying it because I cannot afford four kilograms of cream cheese every time I want to make something. Keep it for special occasions. There's this amazing recipe for uh, pistachio baklava that I use sometimes. So many little things that 
just brings so much joy to my heart. And I've finally reached a point where I can confidently just make things up on the spot. I haven't written down any recipes I use I've made myself because um, I'm disorganised. I prefer just having it all in my head and rethinking it where I come from. But now I realise it's time to start logging it somewhere. And this will be the beginning of that logging process. I'm going to have to start logging down these recipes I've developed with advice from my mother, advice from cousins, family members, people online, chefs that I watch, all sorts. And I realise now it's so, so important because food has been, you know, something that humans have used for millennia. As we have developed as individuals, so has our food, you know. You go back in time, long, long time ago, monkey-human be eating raw meat, and then monkey-human discover fire. Ooh, steak. And then you go down a few more centuries, we discover agriculture. Suddenly we have bespoke vegetables, grains, fruits. We go down a few more centuries, we discover all sorts of new things. Fermentation, certain processes that make food tastier, new seasonings. These things develop as human society does and i think that's quite pretty almost it's beautiful because food is almost evolving parallel to the human society as we develop so does our whatever we eat you give someone from the 15th century uh, in like i don't know medieval britain uh let's say a nice chicken curry today you will probably give them a stroke from the amount of flavor contained in that one little pot like it's mad how much food has changed and there's also wonderful stories behind food and how food has changed proportionate to the struggles of people curry itself which is something close to my heart because i'm brown was developed <laughs> sorry curry itself was developed out of necessity to make poorer quality ingredients last longer during the british colonization of the south indian subcontinent it's just there's so much history culture and technique behind cooking that we take for granted because a lot of the days well, a lot of the time these days people don't always cook themselves it's a lot easier to order food i still order food a lot you know i know for a fact that i can't make a decent pizza at home with my current equipment it's simply not possible to do in the type of oven that most people have and i do love me a nice kebab every now and then i don't think i'll ever have a massive kebab spinning in my kitchen but people often also neglect the art of just making food themselves. Making food yourself is one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever stumbled across. And I'd say it has massively improved my quality of life. Being able to forge something in the kitchen that you can call your own. It is unique because you have made it. There will never be something exactly the same as this as you may find in a factory. Which is using the same ingredients every time. The same ratio down to the milligrams. Home cooking is an art form, and that's what I want to start talking about in these podcasts. There's going to be a massive emphasis on home cooking. I think the next episode is going to be on something dumb like apples, but it's not dumb because apples, to me, are something so incredibly special, such a versatile and useful ingredient. So, for these reasons, we begin a new saga in the Shadcast. I hope that we can, you know, learn a few new things together, because I'm going to introduce you some things I've learned through my trial and error so that you don't have to make those same mistakes but I want you to go out and make those mistakes because it is from those mistakes you will learn many new things anyways that concludes today the start of something new I guess Shadcast Bacon which is quite funny because this podcast was 
quite heavily inspired by a little project of mine and a few other friends in year 12. We made a cookbook and it was terrible. It was tragic. It was actually tragic. So bad. Anyways, we're going to have to mourn that cookbook and maybe make something better. Till then, thank you. See you later.